This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. Think for a second about all the things you've learned from parents or loved ones during your life. I bet it's so much. However, did all that stuff you learned put you on the same career path as the people who taught you that? Today, we're going to talk to a father and son whose passion for healthcare turned nursing into a family affair. Hey guys, I'm Adia Hansen. And I'm Corbin Smith. Together, we are going to explore the nursing profession with exclusive interviews from nurses working in jobs you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the College Handoff. This week we talked to a father and son, Brady and Dallin Williams. Brady is an alumni of the BYU nursing program and currently works as a nurse anesthetist. We will talk to him about his life as a nurse and some personal advice he has for students as well. Next, we talk to Dallin Williams. Dallin is a current BYU nursing student who has taken full advantage of his life experience to benefit the lives of many in our local community who need extra guidance when they arrive at the hospital. We'll talk to him about the club he founded that is open to all students, nursing or not. Let's get started. Okay, we are here today with Brady Williams. He's the father of BYU nursing student Dallin Williams. Brady, could you introduce yourself to us for a second? You bet. So, uh, like you said, my name is Brady Williams, and I attended BYU's College of Nursing many years ago. I graduated in 1998, um, had a very wonderful experience there at the BYU College of Nursing, and I worked from that point in the intensive care unit in Provo, Utah, at Utah Valley Regional Medical Center, and from there, I went to anesthesia school at the Medical College of Georgia out in Augusta, Georgia, and graduated from anesthesia school in December of 2002. Cool. And let's start at the beginning. What first got you into nursing? I started off years ago in college, um, and I wanted to go into business. And so I began at uh, Southwest Texas Junior College. And I did very well, made all A's in my business classes and ended up taking a couple of science courses and found that I really enjoyed science much more than I enjoyed business. Mm. And so I decided to change um, my major. And I knew a person of mine, a friend of mine from uh, church who was a nurse anesthetist. And we had visited just a few times about what his job was. And so, gosh, this was back in the, the mid-90s one day. I was driving to college, and I thought, you know, I think I want to go into nursing and do anesthesia. And from that point forward, that's what I did. I was able to get up to Provo, and I got into BYU, and um, I was not accepted my first time that I applied to the College of Nursing. Mm-hmm. Had to retake a couple of classes. Very difficult to... I was married at the time and uh, working a couple of full-time jobs and just a very, very oh. busy time in our life. But 
uh, we got in and and we've never looked back. It was a, it's been a wonderful a wonderful journey. Yeah, that's cool that it just kind of stuck after you thought about it. Um, what is your favorite part of BYU nursing? Do you have any like cool stories from when you were a student? So I thought it was really wonderful. It was it was kind of a, a fully immersive experience for me. I had a really good friend of mine, Evan Christensen, who also does anesthesia now. He lives up there in South Jordan. And, uh, you know, we got to do digital blocks on each other and stick NG tubes down each other, which was super fun if you were the one putting it, putting in the NG tube. Exactly. <laughs> you know, practicing blood draws and IVs on one another, uh, going to all the different opportunities that we had to go do health fairs and to take vital signs. And um, I felt like our clinical experiences were very diverse as well. Yeah. Um, I, I finished with my capstone out in Payson in the emergency room out there. Had some very wonderful experiences out there. In fact, I'll tell you kind of an interesting story. One night we had a lady in her early 30s who was brought in and, she, and they found her deceased on her front porch mm. and it was in the middle of winter and she was completely naked and they were trying to resuscitate her. They brought her into the emergency room and we, we performed CPR for at least an hour. We were doing warm water lavages on her. And, uh, we had put a femoral line in just to make sure that we were being effective with uh, the chest compressions. And eventually we got a rhythm back on her, but after hours and hours, or after a little more than an hour, she was still cold and and uh, and not responding. Her pupils were dilated, so they called the code, and she continued to have a rhythm. And oh. I sit in the room, and twenty something people all leave the room, and then there's just me. And the doctor came back in, and he said what are you doing? And I said, well, she still has a rhythm. And he said, yeah, I know, but you know, it'll stop. And I said, well, let me, and then my preceptor walked in and I said, would it be okay with you if I continued to bag this patient until, you know, as long as she has a rhythm, I, I would, I would like to bag her. And he said, I looked at my preceptor and they kind of shook their, shrugged their shoulders and said, okay, you can, you can do that. So I, um, I bagged the patient for probably another 40, 50 minutes. And the doctor finally walked in and he threw his hands in the air and he said, put her on a ventilator and send her to the floor. And wow. so they did. Well, she wakes up the next morning and she writes, I've got a terrible headache. Please give me state all in Finnergan. Cause she, of course she was intubated. And so my preceptor called me and told me that. And a few nights later, um, the news said, News at nine, a woman dies at Payson Hospital, but doctors refuse to give up. And and uh, she's alive today to tell her story. And sure enough, it was it was the same lady that uh, we had worked on. And, and uh, probably my ignorance more than anything that didn't <laughs> want me to give up on her. And so she, she pulled through and made it. So that was kind of a neat experience I had right there during my last semester. Yeah. Um, wow. I felt like... We had a wonderful experience even with psych. Uh, I was not looking forward to psych, and I just had a ball. I think Dr. Drake was teaching us back then. I was really looking forward to pediatrics because I love kids so much. We've got 
six of our own now, and that made me cry every day seeing that. So that wasn't nearly as fun as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a just a wonderful, wonderful experience uh, all the way around. I, I think it's a, a very top-shelf education. I think that it's one of the most highly sought-after and difficult-to-get-into programs at BYU, uh, and for good reason. And what units do you work on at the hospital? So uh, we work at a hospital. I cover OB and the OR. Uh, We're available for ER for help with um, difficult airways or intubations or other things. We cover ICU, um, pretty much anything that they might need. Yeah, that's really cool. I thought that nurse anesthetists mostly just worked in the OR, but that's cool that you get a taste of everything from that. Yeah, we do epidurals and C-sections and uh, all kinds of stuff. Sedation, I've, we've, one of the things that I've done with uh, one of my friends from anesthesia school is we started our own anesthesia business. Mm-hmm. So we cover four different hospitals right now, and we provide these hospitals with anesthesia providers. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a really good um, experience and opportunity together. Um, and so we've we've kind of branched out into a few different businesses together, but that anesthesia business uh, is uh, it's kind of neat to be able to provide anesthesia to rural areas that really need it. Yeah. And what makes anesthesia so um, interesting for you? Why is that your passion? Well, uh, probably a couple of things. One is the 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 basic science of anesthesia and mm. the physiology and pathophysiology that you have to understand the, the interplay of that with pharmacology. I also enjoy the autonomy that is associated with being able to use the education that you have and to be able to make decisions um, based on what you know. And for instance, here we have, you know, four CRNAs and I, uh, I run the anesthesia department. And so it's not, you're able to do everything on your own and to see a problem, to make a diagnosis and to perform your intervention based on what you, what, what you've studied and what you've learned. Yeah. I, in my clinicals last semester, I was at the OR for a day. And I talked to the nurse anesthetist for a little while. And it was crazy, like the pathophys that he knew. And he tried to explain it to me, but I like just couldn't handle it. But it was so cool <laughs> to talk about like tidal volume and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. You'll learn the lung volumes really well. Yeah, I bet. Okay. And then last question, Brady, if there's any students that want to reach out to you to talk about your work as a nurse anesthetist, how can they do that? Um, well, let me give you my email address. My email address is williamsandconnor at gmail.com, and I'll spell that out. It's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-A-N-D-C-O-N-N-E-R at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. 
Guys, don't miss out on Swag Fest. Three of the most requested promotional items from the BYU College of Nursing are stickers, a lapel pin, and a t-shirt. Here's your chance to receive all three of them for free. Learn how to participate in Swag Fest by visiting nightofnursing.com. Sweet. So now we have my super good friend, Dallin, here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Dallin? Yeah, so I'm from Texas. I grew up around San Antonio. Um, I came up to BYU after serving a mission in uh, Lima, Peru. So I came up here in 2017, and I'll be graduating in April. Yeah, perfect. And we're going to talk a little bit about that mission and, and some of those things that you learned there. But, but you graduate this year, almost done, ready to head out wherever you're going to go next to change right. the world. What kind of tips, for example, could you give to students that may be younger in the nursing program or younger at BYU in general that you've learned throughout the semester that could be helpful in handling Zoom classes? Um, a lot of our Zoom classes have a lot of pre-work for them. And I think a big struggle for a lot of students is when you get to class, it's really hard to pay attention because there's, you're not in a classroom, you're not eye to eye with your professors. So it's really easy to be distracted, like having your phone there. Or if you're hanging out with your roommates in the living room while you're doing it, stuff's always going on. Um, and I'm not the greatest example of this, but I feel like my best Zoom experiences have been when I leave my phone in another room, I've done the pre-work. And I can just give 100% attention, which is so hard to do. But when you do it, it makes it more like you're in your in-class setting. Let's talk a little bit about Spanish. Let's talk about what you've done and during your time at BYU that includes Spanish and nursing. So if I understand correctly, you have kind of started this student association. Right. Can you tell me about it, what it's called, what you guys do? Yeah, so it's called Spanish for Nurses. I started it last semester. Um, and really, I don't know, just with nursing, it's really hard to make your schedule work with a lot of other classes that are on campus, just because you have clinicals that are varying a lot. And so there was this one class, um, I took the 321 Spanish class after my mission, um, but they have a medical Spanish class that I was really excited to take. And so for two or three semesters in a row after that first semester, I kept trying to sign up for it and take it. And I always had a clinical or a lab that would get in the way of it. And so I was like, you know, that's, it's just really hard to work around that. And I was getting super frustrated with it because um, I just foresaw a lot of opportunities in the nursing profession to use Spanish, uh, just working with patients and patients, family members. And I really wanted to start building those skills before I graduated. And so seeing that I wasn't really getting the opportunity to take that class, um, I talked to a few friends and said, hey, you know, if if I got a group together, just a low key, like under the table kind of group, we could just meet up, talk Spanish terms. Would you guys be down? And they were like, oh, yeah, sure. We like we've been wanting to take that class, too. So I saw that there were a bunch of different students like myself that were looking for that kind of opportunity. So we just started meeting in the NLC every week and making different scenarios and just acting like they were real patients, talking to them in Spanish. We would zoom in people from our missions and and talk to them like they were patients. Um, it's kind of been a very fluid, I mean, I'm technically the one who started it, but the people that have joined have been really great at giving ideas and kind of forming what the group has become today. Yeah, and so is this group primarily for people that speak Spanish only, or can it be for anybody that's learning to, that is trying to learn some of these terms? You know, it's really for anybody. We have the majority of people that come have served missions or have family that speak Spanish. But there have been, I think we have three or four this semester that have no background in Spanish, not even high school Spanish. Um, and they're coming in just because they've had Spanish patients and 
have wanted to be able to communicate with them and haven't been able to. And they, they've been great. So we've kind of changed our, our curriculum a little bit to have a, a beginner section. So we have another student that teaches the beginners just basic vocabulary and assessment skills. And then we have the more intermediate group for people that have spoken Spanish before and just kind of want to refine those medical Spanish skills. That's awesome. When do you guys meet? We meet every Wednesday at four o'clock. Okay. This semester it's over Zoom. So yeah, it's I imagine easy. it was over Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, if somebody wanted to, where could they find the Zoom link? So we've posted it for everybody in the nursing program. They should be able to find it on their nursing page somewhere on their Facebook page. Um, and then SNA will occasionally send out their emails with the link to the Zoom link. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, with this association that these students can go and practice their terms, what like what benefit could it even bring in the future? What kind of opportunities can open up because you have practiced this and you know these Spanish terms? So we had one student of ours that she's one of them that came without really knowing much Spanish. And for every semester, we're required to do kind of some public service project. And so she chose to go work at the volunteer clinic here in Provo. And I, another student from a semester closer to ours went with her and kind of reported back to me and said, even though she didn't know Spanish, they were taking people's vitals and she was able to explain if they had high blood pressure, she could tell them, this is what these numbers mean. Ask the doctor about it kind of a thing. And so even if you're not totally understanding what they're saying, you can explain what you're doing and make the patient feel more comfortable. Um, and I've talked with her about it and she said it was, she felt nervous going into it, which it's very normal. Even if you speak Spanish, it's intimidating going in to speak with a native about something in a medical terminology setting. Um, but I think it just kind of takes that edge off a little bit because when you practice it so much, practice taking vitals every week in Spanish, it becomes more of a second nature kind of a thing. Yeah. How personally do you want to apply Spanish into nursing? So I'd really like, um, they have a few medical interpretation courses that you can take to become an interpreter so that if you have a patient that speaks Spanish, um, you don't have to have an interpreter come in with the doctor to say what's going on. If you're licensed that way, you, you can just work one-on-one -on -one with the patient. Um, so eventually after I graduate, I'd like to do one of those programs. Um, because we've learned a lot of great terminology and things, but there's just a higher level that you can achieve with a program like that. Um, so that's kind of what I'm gearing up to. I have, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it. So on my mission, um, we met this family whose daughter had a really rare spinal disorder. And so they traveled all over the world um, and had spinal surgeries in, in Spain, all across Europe and all across South America. And they didn't really have much success. But there was a team of doctors and nurses that came down, especially for her case, and worked on her, and and they did a surgery that really improved her ability to function. And they did it all in Spanish. A lot of them weren't native speakers, but they told me a lot about that experience. And I'm not exactly sure what that looks like, like where I need to go to have kind of opportunities like that, but I would really love to work in a hospital or or travel like that for specific cases in South America and Europe and places where I can use my Spanish to help somebody where they haven't been able to find that help for themselves. Okay. So before we end, those are all the questions that I had written down, but is there anything that you feel like we didn't touch on that you feel like we should about Spanish or about males and nursing about your dad? We're going to talk to your dad more in depth about what he does, but yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I, th- I think we covered it. Just the main thing I think is important for people to understand is, I mean, for me living in Texas, I thought it's Spanish is important because if I ever go back, you know, that's a huge issue there. But there are so many more Hispanics that live here in Utah than I imagine there would be. And just you come across them all the time in clinical, especially if you're working somewhere like a cancer unit. I mean, there were so many Hispanic patients the day that I worked on the cancer unit up at the U. It kind of just blew my mind, you know. Yeah. So I think it's just important for people to realize how prevalent it really is. And and living, having lived in Peru for two years, for them, learning English and being able to communicate with people in America is so important. And I mean, they learn English from the time they're four years old up until they graduate. And here, I think it's a little less emphasized. And I, I, I like to change that, too. You know, it's the more the more you know about another language that opens you up to be able to communicate with a whole nother population of the world, which is just eye-opening and it's awesome. So now we're getting toward the end. Sorry, Down. I wish we had more time to talk, but um, in case there's anybody that wants to learn more about the Spanish for Nurses Association or maybe an underclassman that wants to hear from you as a senior about classes or different things, or maybe for a date, he's single. Um, <laughs> um, is, how can they get in touch with you? Um, so I'm working pretty closely right now. I'm on the SNA board and they've become pretty intertwined with the Spanish for Nurses. So if you are a member of SNA, you can reach out through the SNA to get more information. And they typically post things on their stories about the Spanish for Nurses Club. Um, But if not, I mean, if you know anybody in fifth semester, they can just get in contact with me. There's been posts on each semester's page, like I mentioned before, about the Nurses Club, um, the Spanish for Nurses Club. So if you just get on and, and make a comment on one of those, we'll see it and we can get back in touch with you. Perfect. Do you have a LinkedIn by any chance? I do. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you want, you can even look for Dallin Williams on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You can connect with him and it, he'll be a valuable person to add to your network. But thank you, Dallin, for taking the time to talk to us and have an awesome day. Yeah, thank you guys. So we loved getting you guys involved a few weeks ago during the first edition of our special On the Street segment done by our editor, Donovan. We're going to have tons more chances to get you guys involved and on the podcast in the future. Yeah, and actually one of those chances happened a few days ago in honor of Valentine's Day as Donovan left our studio here on the fifth floor to talk to some non-nursing students about the reason that they love, appreciate, and respect nurses. Yeah, Corbin, and I'm so excited to hear what they all had to say. Let's check it out together. Hey guys, it's Donovan. We're back on the street again talking to non-nursing students about great experiences they've had with nursing and their appreciation for what you guys do. Let's get to it. We're here with Erin. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Awesome. So where are you from and what are you studying? I'm from Orem, Utah, and I'm studying nutritional science. Nice. That's super cool. And have you ever had a positive experience with nursing or with nurses? Um, Yeah, I actually had to get my blood drawn today, um, and the nurse just did it. She helped me with it. She's very professional, made sure I was comfortable, and like did everything to make sure I was doing good and wasn't going to pass out. It was a good experience. Nice. That's super cool. Well, thank you very much. We're also here with Logan. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Doing good, man. So where are you from and what are you studying? So I'm from Prize. I'm studying mechanical engineering. Nice. And have you ever had a positive experience with nurses or with nursing? Absolutely. I've had um, several surgeries in my life, and I have. I always remember um, that they were very calming and professional and, and helped everything go very smoothly, which I appreciated. Nice. That's super cool. Well, thank you. We're also here with Jane. How are you? Good. 
Awesome. So where are you from and what are you studying? I'm from Klamath Falls, Oregon, and I'm studying psychology. Nice. That's super cool. So have you ever had an experience where a nurse really impacted you or your family? Uh, yes. So last semester, right before it started, I had my appendix taken out. And so I was in the hospital for a little bit. And um, it was really nice having caring nurses who they didn't make me feel uncomfortable with <laughs> being so vulnerable because mm-hmm. um, I had never really experienced that before. But the nurses were um, caring and patient. And so that was super nice. Nice. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Jane, thank you very much. Yes, we appreciate that. Yeah. As you guys can tell, Nurses are super appreciated and there's a lot of things that you guys do through your studies and through all of your hard work for everyday people. So keep it up because you guys are really making a difference. That was cute. That was awesome. That was super awesome. You know what I was thinking? Like, I can't think of another profession. Maybe you can, but I can't think of another one that has such a daily impact on such a wide range and scale of circumstances or situations like I think it's just super awesome how nurses help so many different people on so many different levels of need whether it be getting your blood drawn because you're trying to get some plasma money or (laughs) or because you got to get your appendix out because you might die if you don't get it out I think that's super awesome that's what I was thinking about yeah I totally agree Corbin and I think it's so cool that we're just a very small part of people's lives but we have the chance to make such a big impact, even though we may not spend as, like a lot of time with them. We may just draw their blood and talk to them for two minutes, but that can just impact them so much. And also everyone knows what a nurse is and everyone's had good or bad experiences with nurses. But I think especially with the pandemic, it's really been brought to light all the wonderful things that nurses do. And props to all of you who are studying nursing. I am right there with you. It is so hard. And some days you want to cry and some days you do cry. But I promise that one day it'll all be worth it and that people so appreciate what you have done and what you will do for them as nurses. Well, plus you as well. You're going to be a future nurse. (laughs) You have many a long night ahead of you, but many Many. lives to change as well. (laughs) But guys, we are so grateful that you tuned in another week of the College Handoff. We hope you guys have an awesome week. You guys are successful in everything you do, and we cannot wait to have you back next week for another awesome episode. See you guys. See ya. Thank you.